The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson. And today, we're going to be continuing on with my Mastership of Emotions series. Uh, I've been doing this series primarily because I want you to understand how to enjoy life and how to transform from the inside out to find greater peace, wellness, and joy, and to have a more positive experience in all areas of your life. So today we're going to be talking about dealing with hard times, and by that I mean times where Nothing seems to be going right. We suffer emotionally or mentally. Uh, we're, there's usually a lot of fear and perhaps some emotional pain involved. But there are some strategies that we all can use to help get us through these trying times. And I wanted to share those with you today. We'll still be going, I won't be talking about any particular emotion today, but uh, you know, all of the emotions are basically involved when we have trying times. And sometimes the negative emotions can really make those trying times even harder. So if we can control those negative emotions and understand how to control them, then what could be a relatively difficult time might turn into something else. And so that's that's my hope, that we can learn some things today that uh, will help you go through the times of your life that aren't so much fun and learn how to use those for your benefit. Now, recently I went through some challenging times myself, and that's one reason why I wanted to do this show today. Uh, It was challenging emotionally. It was challenging financially. And uh, my business in finance uh, was in the tank, and... uh, was going through some really hard times with my relationships. And quite honestly, I was going through times of great fear, and I was really suffering. Uh, And my happiness was there. I knew it was there, but it was buried deep beneath the fear of the future because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Uh, There was feelings of guilt because I had basically got myself in a difficult situation. And the recurring unconscious programs and patterns triggering old uh, negative emotions 
from old events of the past just seemed to jump on the bandwagon and weigh me down that much harder. So having come through those dark times, I learned some important lessons that I want to share with you to help you get through your periods of going through what we call the dark night of the soul. And that is where you can't seem to find any positive outcomes. You're, you know, you're really attached to the results of what's going on. And, and if you don't get what you want or if you lose what you have, it can be pretty frightening. So, again, we've been doing a series about mastering emotions. And a lot of today will be about how to master the emotions which come up when we're triggered. And by triggered, I mean that something has happened that creates a, a almost an overwhelming uh, parade of negative emotions going through our psyche. And so it could make us feel threatened. It can make us feel like we're traumatized. If we have had trauma in the past, it certainly can remind us of those times and uh, especially if they didn't, if they were painful physically or emotionally, all of that comes running back, roaring back into our experience. And it might be just what, you know, just a small little thing that might trigger a huge event, a huge panic attack, a huge um, emotional overwhelm. People who have post-traumatic stress syndrome will know exactly what I'm talking about. Because sometimes just the little, littlest incident can remind us of some huge trauma in the past and all of those emotions uh, come back. So what I want to do uh, today is, is talk about how we can deal with challenges in a healthy way so that it'll give us an opportunity uh, to apply the suggestions I've made in other shows uh, to... Uh, deal with particular emotions that may come up, although we won't be talking about any one emotion. Uh, you know, this will basically apply to almost any emotion that comes up if it's negative and unhealthy. So uh, remember that with discipline and practice, you know, the muscles that we build in dealing with hardship and dealing with challenges and dealing with perceived trauma, uh, will get stronger over time. And if you've been through it once, you've, you know, you've got a leg up on uh, people who have never been through trying times before because you know that you have, can get through it. And that's probably one of the best examples of how experience leads to wisdom and how wisdom can get us through even more challenging times. Because once you've been through a very, very challenging traumatic time, you can have confidence that you'll be able to do that if any challenging times come up again. So what we want to do, the goal is, is to reduce the time we spend uh, dealing with the negative emotions. Because when we are faced with loss of a job, loss of a loved one, a loss of a relationship, or physical pain, you know, that oftentimes will create a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, uh, all the other negative emotions. And so we don't want to hang on to those. And that's one big area that a lot of people 
uh, don't seem to want to move through is that when they're playing the victim and and by that I mean they feel like the world is happening to them when they are they justify their pain and suffering by claiming and believing that they are victims and that's that's one thing that w- is guaranteed to hold on to these negative emotions as long as you think you're a victim you will continue to be traumatized you will continue to feel like uh, you're afraid you're going to continue to go into fight or flight syndrome and that is not the best way out of this situation the first thing i want to uh, explain to you is that the emotions that you may be feeling in any given moment may have nothing to do with what is actually happening and that is to say that many times if we're struggling because we perceive that we lost something, whether it is a loved one, a career, a prized possession, social status, or your health, the emotions that we experience are the mind's way of reacting to that situation. And so the mind oftentimes does not differentiate between a big trauma and a small trauma. So many times, if it's a small trauma, it'll look like a big trauma, and that's what where the saying comes from, we're making a mountain out of a molehill, is because what happens is, is we, it reminds us of something in the past that was traumatic, and it just seems to compound it. It seems to make it even worse. So one thing that we, the first thing we have to do is to recognize the fact that our mind may be playing tricks on us. For example, let me let me give you a perfect example. Is when I was growing up, my parents were very uh, successful financially, and they talked all the time about how unfortunate it was for people who didn't have any money. And a lot of times, they would actually compare those people to uh, to use a, a, a term that they used. They were losers, and so. Whenever they talked about people who were broke or they had lost money, they always would uh, criticize them as being losers. So guess what I felt like when I had a financial crisis? You know, it's, and at that time, I was still processing a lot of these emotions as I was going through my experience, and the reason why I lost all my money I thought was justified, but I had all of these programs running in my mind that caused me to feel like I had was, you know, was worthless. I was a loser. I would never recover from this. You know, my parents would say anybody that's had money that lost money is, you know, is is really shameful. And so all of those thoughts were going through my mind and the first thing that I did to help alleviate that problem was to remember that this was just my mind going on a rampage. And the financial situation really wasn't as bad as I perceived it to be. I mean, I was broke and I had to go sell some things in order to make ends meet. But the 
reality of the situation was, yes, it was a difficult time, but it wasn't the end of the world. But my mind was sitting there creating these feelings of shame and of failure. And uh, until I could detach from my thoughts, from my emotions, and recognize the fact that all was not lost, then I was really suffering. So it's important to also understand that many times when we're going through a growth phase, and what I mean is when we're evolving, when we're becoming stronger, when we're learning life lessons that will make us even better people, a lot of times we experience intense negative emotions and emotional pain because the growth is change. And when we change, it gets kind of scary. I remember when my son was a young uh, boy, about eight years old, uh, he was growing so fast that he would wake up in the middle of the night and his joints would hurt and we'd have to go get some medication for him so he could sleep. But, you know, Try telling an eight-year-old that everything's okay when his joints were hurting in the middle of the night, and you can ex- you can understand what our mind does to us when we perceive that uh, you know we're in a no-win situation that we totally screwed everything up, and there's not going to be any coming back from that. But what happens is is that when we're growing, we move outside of our comfort zone. And by that, I mean, many times we are in a good place in our lives and we have, we're making money or we're in good relationships and we don't want anything to change because it's pleasant. And what happens is, is that things do change. That's one of the universal laws of nature is that everything changes. We grow, we grow older, we grow fatter, we grow thinner, you know, we grow fingernails, we grow hair. Everything changes. And so when we go through a growth period, we need to remind ourselves that this is just a growth period. It's not the end of the world. We have not done anything wrong. And growth is actually just a natural part of life and can't be avoided. When we recognize that we are growing, we can actually become excited about what the future will bring. You know, a lot of times I've, in the past, I would feel afraid because I didn't know what the future would bring. Well, one of the things that really helped me through this period and any other is that there's a very fine line between fear and excitement. In fact, we jump back and forth across that depending on where our mind is and what our attitudes are and what our thoughts are. Because I know that you know, my when my children got old enough to go off to school, there was a great deal of fear that they wouldn't be able to uh, survive on their own. However, there was also a great deal of excitement that they were growing up, that they were going to learn how to live on their own, and I wouldn't uh, be required to uh, you know, micromanage their lives, although I've never really done that, but... Uh, You know, many children are also afraid of leaving the nest because of the same reason, that they're going to have to step up 
and take control of their own lives. They're going to have to start making decisions. They're going to have to start thinking things through, especially if they were in a family where all of their decisions were made by the parents. Then it can be a little scary if they're going to have to go out there and figure all this out by themselves. So both the parent and the child can be afraid, and they can also be excited. So the most important thing to remember uh, when you are faced with a scary situation is that attitude is everything. Now, because how we perceive an event is every bit as important as what happened. I was a trial lawyer for many years, and it never ceased to amaze me that you could get witnesses uh, to come up on a stand who witnessed something, and every single one of them would have a different version of what happened. I think this has been well documented. They've done lots of surveys on this sort of thing. And it's all because of the fact that we all look through, look at the world through our own attitudes. And if you have some prejudices, if you have some uh, limiting beliefs that if this means that, then you're going to experience an emotion that may not be so comfortable if you see something that triggers one of these limiting beliefs, or if it triggers one of your fears. You know, we can choose whether we experience negative emotions or positive emotions. You know, if you really want to go deep into that, you can go read some of the books of the Holocaust survivors of how they survived through one of the most terrible, horrific experiences any human being can possibly go through. And they did it with faith and trust and belief in a higher power, divine presence in their lives. Uh, you know, that may not be what you need, but it's the fact of the matter is, is that depending on your mindset, depending on how you program your own mind, you can believe that you will get through something and it will make you stronger, it will make you better. And I believe that's how these Holocaust survivors, that with a a huge faith in the divine were able to survive where so many didn't. If we have an attitude that it, something is happening is wrong, then I can almost guarantee you that we are bound to suffer. And that's where something we call judgment comes in. And a lot of times we'll look at something and we'll judge it because based on our experiences, based on our beliefs, based on uh, you know what we've learned, something may be right or it can be wrong. And if we believe that something is wrong, then we're buying into the mindset, the story that we believe that we're seeing. We can always choose positive perception through detachment, contemplation, and meditation. If we believe that whatever's happening has a positive essence, then we can grow through the experience and come out bigger, better, and stronger. And here's a real important saying that I love. Every time I, I start to feel like the world has got me in the crosshairs, and that is life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Let me say that again. Life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. And that's one of the most uh, empowering statements I've ever come across because that way there's going to be a happy ending. 
if we truly believe that whatever we're going through in the moment is to make us stronger and better, then it's a lot easier to get through that than feeling or believing that we are victims. Even when we struggle and resist what is happening, we still can have a core belief that life is great. You know, one of the biggest struggles we all have is when life doesn't live up to our expectations. Uh, but we can always be amazed and grateful for whatever happens. You know, one of the things, uh, another saying that I love is that success is getting what you want and happiness is wanting what you get. It's just a difference in your attitude. You know, if you can shift the way you're thinking about something, you will shift the reality of that thing. So when you are going through challenges and going through periods of time where you think that you can't see the end of the tunnel, just remember that you will be a better person at the end of that tunnel. Try repeating this, amp- this affirmation to yourself. When, when you're really uh, stressed out, you're anxious, you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know what to do, take a few deep breaths and say to yourself, Thank you, God, or thank you, divine, for my life. My life is great. Because when you stubbornly choose to believe that life is great, it will be. And just trust and know that all is well and you are safe. And if you continue to breathe deeply, you will actually activate different parts of your brain. And you will be able to use your analytical part of your brain, whereas if you're really under stress and, and traumatized, you know, you're, you're using a part of your brain that's not so good about finding resolutions. You're using a part of your brain that's good to run away or to fight back. So in order to activate your higher consciousness, simply breathe and continue to tell yourself, All is well and I am safe. Because when you believe it, it will be true. And then whatever it is that's triggering you will shift. It will change. Your perception of it will change. And you will be able to see it in a new light, in a positive light. And you will be able to appreciate what's going on. One of the most important things in dealing with hard times is taking responsibility for your part of the issue. You know, it's, it's pretty darn impossible to look at something positively if you think it's happening to you and you're a victim. If you really believe that you've done nothing wrong and all of this is unfair and unnecessary, then you will stay stuck in the negative emotions that you're experiencing. However, if you can look at yourself and be willing to look inside of yourself as to who you are and what are your beliefs and understand why you brought this experience into your life, you won't have to repeat it again. Because my experience has been that once you are willing to look at a situation and learn from it, You won't have to repeat it because the lesson will have been learned. If you don't learn the lesson, 
then yes, you will continue to experience that, and it will happen over and over and over again. I know this happens a lot with relationships. If you don't take responsibility for what went wrong or what happened to your last relationship, uh, the chances that your next relationship is going to be better is, is pretty bleak. Because if you don't understand what, how your behavior, how your thoughts, how, what you're saying is doing to a relationship or to a situation, then you're, unfortunately, you're basically doomed to continue to, make these, to have these same experiences. You know, one of the things that we always resist is, is looking at ourselves because we don't want to be responsible for anything. That's what we've been taught in our society. I know people will debate that, but that is my experience. And so when you resist taking responsibility, if you resist looking at your part in it, then it will persist. So just remember this saying, what you resist persists. And so if you're not getting what you want, change your mind. Ask yourself, why did I create this? What am I learning about this situation? Am I being flexible? And here's a big one. What is the most loving thing I can do in this situation? What is the best thing I can do for others? How do I feel about myself? What beliefs do I have to change in this situation? If we can look at this and realize our part in it, then we will grow emotionally, mentally, even physically. Okay, it's time to take a short break, and I will be coming back with some more lessons on how to get through hard times. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. Stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you think you've seen online TV before... 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson. And today we're talking about how to deal with hard times. Those times when we are, you know, we're panicked, we are afraid, we're anxious, we're stressed. Those times when we don't know how we're going to get from point A to point B, our relationships are breaking apart, our businesses are failing. You know, what do we do in these times that could possibly improve the situation? You know, a couple of years ago, I was mentioning in the first segment that I had a a, a real wake-up call because I completely disempowered myself to a spiritual guru. And by that, I mean, I joined a spiritual organization. You can use, it wasn't a church, but people do this in churches too, where they disempower themselves to preachers. But I disempowered myself to a man who I thought could help lead me to God. And believing that I was serving God, uh, when he asked me to give him money, I gladly did that. And after he had taken all of my money, 
he told me to leave. And it was total surprise. I was totally shocked. I was absolutely heartbroken. And as I look back on it and started to take responsibility for my own behavior, and that was taking responsibility for disempowering myself, I learned that I was not a victim. And I took responsibility for what had happened. And since that time, because I had taken responsibility and because I didn't give up and because I learned that just because something happens that I don't like doesn't mean that I did anything wrong. You know, I've my financial situation has improved and I'm sleeping better and I'm trusting my own instincts and I've learned never to give my power away. It was indeed a painful lesson emotionally and mentally. But, you know, the, the thing that I learned was is that I am strong, courageous, and resilient. And I know from that experience that if I had sat there and wallowed in the mud or sat there and felt sorry for myself, I know that being a victim will not, would not have helped me grow and it would have kept me stuck in my situation. And yeah, everybody has to understand that the moment that we're living in right now is about being present and not focusing on the past. You have to let the past go. So take the opportunity to discover yourself. When you're in a crisis situation, that's a wonderful time to discover what you're made of. Can you remember who you were before the world told you what you should be or who you should be? Happiness is found when you stop comparing yourself to everyone else and what they want. In other words, stop living for other people and their opinions. Be true to yourself. Do what makes you happy. You're the only person in charge of your life, and you're the only one responsible for your happiness. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? If it's not going the way you want it now, what are you going to do to change it? You know, I spent 30 years of my life as a lawyer trying to make my parents happy. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I wanted to help people better their lives. However, my parents wanted me to be a lawyer because they thought that that was the best way I could be happy. And because I wanted to please them, I did what they asked. So I spent all of those years living someone else's dream. It was a golden prison to be sure, and I certainly enjoyed the money. But the truth was, I was afraid to admit that I was not happy. After all, I had everything a man should want. Uh, uh, Lots of money, house, cars, uh, horses, uh, a loving family. And the truth was that I was not happy. But I was afraid to admit that I was not happy. But after a lot of stress, after a near nervous breakdown, I had to do some really deep soul searching and have faith in myself and in the divine and gathered the courage I needed to make the changes I needed to in order to be happier in my life. So 11 years ago, I quit practicing law and started a career in alternative healing and wellness, and I never looked back. Many people ask me when I go back to where I practice law if I miss practicing law, and I have to smile 
and say never. I would never go back into that situation again because I know that that's not what's healthy for me. The money is not worth it. What's important to me is serving others and to help others' lives better. Many times we subconsciously create conflict and chaos to help us discover who we really are. That's our gift from ourselves for ourselves. When we are so when you're lo- living through challenges, take the time to ask yourself, what do I want for the rest of my life? Don't look back into the past. Just imagine a future where all of your dreams and all of your desires can come true. Create a new you. There's no rule that says you have to be the same person, that you have to think the same way, that you have to be afraid of everything. You can make yourself into whoever you want to be. You are not what has happened to you. You are not what your parents want you to be. You are not what your family and friends want you to be. You are who you choose to become. Now, it's really, really important to not listen to critics. One of the greatest uh, sayings I've ever heard is what everybody thinks of me is none of my business. And that applies when people are being critical of your situation. The only person that has the right to comment on your situation is yourself. Now, we did a show called Verdict Not Guilty recently. And what we focused on there is we don't have to feel guilty if things don't turn out the way that we wanted them to. We can always choose whether we are believing that we are winners or losers. So choose wisely. If we criticize ourselves, that is not helpful and will only prolong the suffering. If we believe we made a mistake or did something wrong, it is much more productive to see that we are only experiencing a valuable lesson and to discover what that lesson is. You know, there's a huge difference between taking responsibility and taking blame. Nothing in this life is wrong. It is only a lesson. In order to be creative and productive, we have to let go of the fear of being wrong. Many people experience disappointment and fail to achieve their goals for many reasons, but mainly it's because they just don't believe that they deserve it, that they deserve success. So when things don't turn out how we want, learn what you can, and then push any beliefs that there's a tragedy or a mistake aside. Life's best lessons are often learned at the worst times and from the worst situation. We may, you know, one thing that I've always observed is the only difference between a mistake and a miracle is time. So if we patiently wait for something that we perceive to be a mistake to evolve in our perception into a miracle, it's amazing how much uh, fun and light and laughter we can bring into our life. Sometimes we don't get what we want and go through the process of not getting what we want in order to become stronger, to become more courageous, to become more inventive, to become more creative. 
you know, good things often fall apart so better things can fall together in their place. Now, there's many times that I have told people that as my life was seemingly falling apart a few years ago, I didn't know that I would get to a place in my life that I truly believe is the best time I've ever had. And I can tell you that the only difference between that time and this time is keeping a positive attitude, keeping breathing, and just doing what the best I could do in the moment. The truth is, when you're worried about what other people think of you, and we're going back now to people who are listening to critics and are all concerned about what people think of them. You know, it's, it's funny that what other people think about is not what we think they think. In other words, we may be sitting there going through a challenging time and not knowing what to do, and we think that everybody is making judgments about us, you know, the, the truth is, is that we may actually find out if we have a conversation with those people that we think are criticizing us in their own minds, that they're actually uh, wondering what we think about them. You know, that was, that's one of the most liberating thoughts I've, I've ever uh, had and found is that, you know, if we're not feeling good about ourselves probability is that most of the people that we think are feeling good about themselves probably aren't because that seems to be a common theme in the people that I talk to that come to me for help and that is that they think that they're the only one in the world that feels badly about themselves and quite frankly the rarest person in the world is somebody that can think that that they are wonderful so if you want to be on the top of the pyramid, if you want to be one of the most successful people in the world, all you have to do is believe in yourself. All you have to do is think of yourself that you are a wonderful person and wonderful things are going to happen to you. One thing that I would strongly recommend is that you drop the word critic from your vocabulary. In other words, if you have something to say to yourself, don't criticize yourself. Be your own coach. Be your own best friend. You know, ask yourself every week or even every month, how am I doing? How am I feeling? What would I like to change? Take inventory. See what's changed. And you know, a lot of times we're so focused on the big things that we don't even notice the small things that are changing for the better in our life. And so when we're trying to uh, solve a huge problem, you know, we overlook the fact that we're doing wonderful things, that people really think that we're good people. And if, you know, if we even think about it, we might even ask for help. So, you know, if you focus on the successes that you're achieving in life, the, th the good things, that you, the things that you are happy about that you've done in your life. That helps build that muscle that helps you carry on and it, helps, and it helps bring more goodness in your life. It can help you 
lift your attitude. It can help you feel good about yourself. And as we all know, likes attract like. And so if you're feeling good about yourself, you will attract things in your life that will give you reason to feel good about yourself. You know, one of the things that I find happening a lot is people love to tell their story. And I just have to be honest here that melodrama is just a waste of perfect happiness. Make a commitment to yourself. If something happens before you freak out and the melodrama begins, the blame, the shame, the guilt, the victimhood, all of that, before that starts, breathe deeply and peacefully and love others and yourself without conditions. And here's the key. Laugh at yourself and realize we're all human. Feelings of self-worth can flourish only in an atmosphere where individual differences are appreciated, changes in plans are tolerated, communication is open, and the rules are flexible. There is a reason we don't always get what we want, and that is because our higher selves know that we won't be happy with it even if we get it. Have you ever had that experience where you prayed hard for something and you really, really, really wanted something and you got it and all of a sudden you didn't want it anymore? It was on to the next thing. So a lot of times what we really, really, really want isn't good for us. And so we should be grateful for the fact we don't always get what we really, really want because we may be in a deeper pit then than doing without it. Throwing a temper tantrum never worked for me as a child, and it certainly doesn't work for me as an adult. Sometimes we just have to take a deep breath and do the best we can. There are, are I want to give you five keys here. They're called the five human values that will change any negative situation into a positive situation. Focus on these five principles. Truth, right conduct, peace, love, and nonviolence. When we focus on our highest nature through these principles, what we have to do becomes clear. When we want to strike back, when we want to retaliate and seek revenge about, against people we think are, the, are at fault for our dilemmas, uh, it only makes the situation worse. And this is the end result of the beliefs of we are victims, that we blame our situation on others, and try to make them suffering like we're suffering. I saw that so many times in all of that. I handled probably close to a 1,000 divorces as a lawyer. And I know that when people are hurting, it's very, very difficult to focus on the positive principles of life. Uh, it's more about getting back to the person who has made us suffer. And I can promise you that that is a no-win situation because the children will suffer, the other party will suffer, and you will definitely suffer. The problem is that retaliation and revenge and thinking 
violent thoughts against people who we perceive to be causing our problems, it doesn't heal our suffering. It only makes the world a harder place to live in. And when we're angry, when we're bitter, when we are guilty, when we feel ashamed, all of those emotions are very, very um, hard to let go of when we're feeling sorry for ourselves. So here's another, this, these five principles are higher values that you can focus on and get your mind out of that rut. Hurting others is not going to solve anything. Have compassion for yourself and others. Perhaps your lesson is to learn to help other people. If a person has harmed us, aggression will only provoke them and ourselves to greater violence. That is not a solution. The solution is to be happy and look for the lesson. One of the things I always ask my clients when they came in the door for a divorce or to get even with somebody or to sue somebody, I always would ask them whether they would rather be happy or right. And this is where the melodrama comes in because everybody wants to be right. They want to prove that they have been wronged rather than just letting it go and moving on. So the next time you're faced with a situation where you'd like to sue somebody or you'd like to strike back or you'd like to take revenge, remember the five human values, truth, right conduct, peace, love, and nonviolence. And remember that the only person that will end up suffering if you do strike back is going to be you. Now, one of the things that uh, I see myself doing a lot, and I know other people do from time to time, is that we project into other people. You know, anybody can find a reason to be offended all the time. And we do that by projecting wrong motivations to otherwise innocent actions. We are looking for a reason for our suffering. Happy people don't do this. If you want to know what a happy person would do, they wouldn't think about it at all. They don't take things personally. They don't project intent or make assumptions on actions of others. The world is not out to get us. It is little wonder that if the, you believe that the world revolves around you, uh, because after all, you have been at the very center of every experience that you've ever had. You are the star of your own movie. But where is it getting you? You believe you wrote the script. You think you know how you want it to unfold. You even think you know how it's going to end. Unfortunately, you forgot to give your script to anyone else. And as a result, everybody is playing out their own movie script. They're all playing out their own role, and nobody knows exactly what that is. So if they screw up their lines, or if somebody does something that you don't have in your script, or they don't give you a promotion, or they don't fall in love with you, your movie is ruined. So forget the plot you wrote years ago. Life changes. Roles change. Some movies never make God. Of never get made, thank God. Take a supporting role for a change. 
love your script. Sometimes it will be totally rewritten. Keep playing your role happily and joyfully. The truth is, the problem with most people is they can't read your mind and could care less what your unspoken desires could be. The fact that people don't live up to your standards is not a reason to fall apart. The smaller our expectations, the greater our joy. Let me say that again. The smaller our expectations, the greater our joy. Stop expecting people to do anything. Just enjoy them for who they are. No one owes us anything. Nothing is lost if you give it away. You can give away your time. You can give away your possessions. You can give away your love. You can give away your heart. Nothing is lost because when you give something away, it always comes back. So let go of your attachment to expectations, your attachment to your possessions, your attachment to relationships. Focus on the relationship you have with yourself. Are you enjoying your life? If you're not, then you need to change your mind. You don't have to let go of people. You don't have to walk away from people. You don't have to actually lose anything. It's the attachment to them that you need to let go of. So that as life changes, as your situation changes, as your fortunes change, then you will be happy. The last thing to remember is to remember to breathe. When life gets overwhelming, you have to go back to the basics. And the most basic thing we do is breathe. So breathe deeply, regularly, and evenly. The more we focus on this, the more your problems will sort themselves out. If you've never had a formal instruction, I'll give you a quick reference. Go to www.calmandhappy.com for a couple of great and brief video clips that will show you three different breathing and meditation techniques to bring you into a wonderful new space. So I hope all of these tips and reminders will be helpful for you to get through the valleys and dark times in your life. There are thousands of other tips I could share, but we only have an hour. I'll be sharing more tips and practical advice on how to master your emotions on Get Real Radio, so stay tuned till next week. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned next week for more wisdom and support. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.